Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Buldo and I want to talk to you tonight about having successful relationships God's way. You know, this is such an important topic because so many people struggle in this area, whether it's with uh, family or co-workers or, you know, just relationships in general. And a lot of times you don't even know why. So I believe that tonight's broadcast is really going to bless you. Make sure that you share this with your friends, your loved ones, anybody that you'd like to share it with. I'm sure it's going to be a tremendous blessing. So thanks for being here tonight. I'm so excited to be with you. So, okay, we're going to dive right in because I always seem to run out of time and then I'm like, oh, right? So I see you jumping on. Hi, everybody. So Jesus gave us only two commandments, two, just two, right? Not 10, two, right? And he said that all of the other commandments hinge on these two. So what are they? Well, number one, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? And the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. And he said that within these two, all the 10 are. Because think about it. If you love God with all your, you know, heart, mind, soul, strength, right? And you love your neighbors yourself, you're not going to lie and cheat and steal and kill and, you know, and, and love, you know, and put other gods before him, money first, you know, and all this stuff, right? Two. Two commandments, really simple. Now, but here's the thing. In order for you to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, I'm gonna break this down. First, you've got to understand how much he loves you. He loved you first, right? And, you know, Jesus even said to the apostles, he said, I chose you, you didn't choose me. God chose you, he loves you. And here's the thing. Jesus gave his life for all of mankind, right? But the problem is they don't all want to accept him or receive him. But for you to really love God, you've got to know how much God really loves you. And I always say this, but God thought that your life and my life was worth the death of his own son, right? And Jesus came willingly because he knew what was ahead you know, and, and to, he wanted us all to be restored back to the Father. So that's the thing. You've got to understand how much God loves you. So many people, they feel like God is a faraway God. You know, I, I used to feel that way too. Oh my gosh, years ago, people would say, Jesus loves you. And it was like, yeah, okay, what do I do with that? Right? Because he seemed like he was so far away. And the truth is, if you're a born-again believer, you you are a follower of Christ. Guess what? The Holy Spirit has already come and made your spirit brand new. You're literally one spirit with the Lord, right? And it's Christ in you that lives. Okay. And, I, and I'm, I'm always going to be talking about that. So because we really have to get that revelation because everything changes when you really understand Christ lives in in you. He's not apart from you. He's not separate from you. He's not out there somewhere. You don't have to call God and begging him to come down. He's in you. Okay. So I said this before, but Jesus came willingly, right? He paid the ultimate price for you to be restored back to the father with his life in his own blood, right? Mm. Jesus is amazing. And he didn't just die so you could go to heaven someday. 
He died to get heaven into you while you're here on this earth. Meaning, he died so that the life he had while he was here on this earth, and even the life he has up there now, you could have here on this earth because he lives in you. So he didn't just die to get you to heaven someday. He died so that you could walk in all the fullness of what he walked in while he was here. You represent Jesus on the earth today to mankind. And this is the beautiful thing. And it's just not being taught, you know, enough. Um, I don't really know many churches at all that are teaching this. And this is a truth that needs to be taught because too many Christians are living in bondage because they don't have the revelation, real revelation about Christ in you and what that means and what you're supposed to be able to do. So next, Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, right? So do you love yourself? A lot of people don't. They don't. They look in the mirror and they see themselves as everything that, how do I say this? They see themselves not even valued and 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 God sees you as the most valuable he gave his son for you that's how valuable you are you watching right now you are so valuable you are so precious and you are so loved so the thing is is you have to understand how much God loves you before you can really love him and then you need to love yourself and you've got to think enough of yourself to honor the temple, your body, right? And, and, and physically, emotionally, spiritually, you've got to think enough of yourself to take care of you so that you can properly represent Christ to the world, right? Because sickness doesn't honor God. It doesn't glorify God. And if you're sick, you're limited on how you can glorify God, you know, on this earth and represent Jesus, right? Listen, and that's not to say, you know what, if you are dealing with sickness, then in Jesus' name, you've got to know the truth so you can be set free from that. And I do a lot of videos talking about healing. And tonight, I really want to try to stay on topic about, you know, successful relationships. But, okay, so you've got to think enough of yourself to understand that even if you don't think highly of yourself, God thinks highly of you. He does. If your earthly parents were messed up, listen, many of our, you know, earthly parents were messed up. And I mean, I grew up without a dad and, you know, it's something that um, really affected me for a good portion of my life. And now I have nothing but love for him because I understand I have, you know, God's heart towards him. And I understand that he operated selfishly. He thought about self. He didn't think about my mom and the three kids, right? Us. He left and he left us, you know, broke and we had to go on welfare and anyway my story is whatever but the point is so many people have a story and you know I went through bad relationships because I didn't have a role model but nevertheless it all of that you know I want to say something here Jesus said as a man thinks in his heart so is he so whatever it is that you think about yourself that's how others are gonna look at you so you've got to Get, get your mind renewed. Get transformed by the word of God. First, you need to give your life to God and repent for ever having come into agreement with that lying spirit that says you're no good, you'll never amount to anything. And, you know, whatever word curses may have been released over you, 
Listen, that's not a generational curse. That's a word curse that you may have received and maybe you've been walking that out. But you can change that. You can change that right now. And all you have to do is literally say, Lord, Lord, I'm telling you, just, just do this with me right now and just say, Father, in Jesus' name, I repent for having come into agreement with any unclean spirit and every spirit that opposes you, Lord, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Teach me your ways and show me what, what it means to, to really love you and to accept your love for me in Jesus' name. Oh, and that's how you do it. Because the second that you, listen, when you realize that you've come into agreement with the enemy, you can change it immediately, immediately. Okay, and here's the thing. God has forgiven you. If you've asked God to forgive you for sins, you were forgiven. You were forgiven the minute that your heart was real about it. The Holy Spirit comes in. He makes your spirit new. But now, again, you have to get into God's word so that you know what it says. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he's, only, he's not going to speak to you apart from what his word says. So you'll know, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. But, okay. So here's the thing, if you're stuck living in the past, it's hard to have successful relationships. And for those of you who are going through this, you know that what I'm saying is the truth. You know, I had lunch with a friend of mine yesterday, and she's in her 40s, she's not married yet, and she was saying that, you know, you know that she dated someone, and then after they broke up, she was ready to be with the right one, but it never happened. And I, what I said to her is, you're in the past. You're still looking at the past. The past, the past, the past. You've got to look forward. I said, start imagining what do you want? So many people don't ask themselves that question. What do you really want? Imagine it, right? Imagine it. God gave you your imagination. Look forward, not back. Okay, I'm telling you, so a lot of times you don't have something to compare something with except the past. And your past might have been miserable, right? My past was miserable. I never, ever focus on the past. Your past is for your learning. And then you sh you've got to shake the dust, renew your mind with the word. Okay, this is the other thing I want to say. If you're stuck living in the past and you're constantly in unforgiveness or holding offenses, you have not died to self yet. You know, I used to think that you had to go back into your past and find out the root, and there's a lot of teaching on that today in order for deliverance and all this stuff. All right, Jesus never did that. And I'm telling you, he never did that. He set people free, said die to self, pick up your cross and follow me, right? Die to self, get in the word, and forget the past. The Apostle Paul said, for, uh, forgetting the past, right? This one thing, oh, you forget the past, move forward. And at one point, the Apostle Paul said, I have wronged no man. Really? How could he say that? He even said, I was the chief sinner. I was the worst of the worst. But he had the revelation. God revealed to him that he was forgiven. His sins were no longer held against him. And he had a work to do for the kingdom. He couldn't look back. He couldn't look at all those people that he persecuted and threw in jail and dragged into prisons and, you know, clapping at Stephen's death and all this stuff as Stephen was getting stoned, right? No, he had the revelation. So 
here's the thing also holding on to forgiveness unforgiveness and offense it is a trap of the enemy and it will hold you in bondage don't get tripped up with that okay I'm getting ahead of myself you know I make notes to keep me on track but whoosh, then I just fly with the Holy Ghost so all right let's just see here okay when you walk in the kingdom it's a good life it's a good life you don't need to go back to your past listen I'm not you know you can if you want to to see where you made mistakes yes that's fine that's for your learning but don't stay stuck there Jesus set people free said die to self and follow me that's all you got to do I'm telling you it does not have to be this long deliverance and session after session after session too many people are stuck in that and then it's years before they make any kind of headway listen if there's a demon that you're dealing with it needs to be cast out and then you get in the Word of God you renew your mind and you'll start to see transformation that's how it happens and it's simple and it's simple somebody just said who the Sun sets free is free indeed right on Amanda you're absolutely correct whom the Sun sets free is free indeed you know I was praising the Lord earlier because because there's so much it's just liberty liberty in Jesus Jesus is liberty oh my gosh and he wants you free he doesn't want you to be stuck kept in bondage in sickness in sin you know in Titus it says grace gives you the power to say no to sin God wants you to live holy why because he's a holy God and if you're letting Christ live through you right it's no longer I that live but Christ who lives in me through me pound that into your mind pound that because your spirit already knows it but your mind needs to line up with it and I'm telling you when you get this when you really get this you are gonna do oh my gosh that's such mighty things for the kingdom of God and anyway I get excited and then I feel like I can't even talk okay all right my I've got notes here and I've just kind of went all over the place with them so let's just keep on going okay second Corinthians 616 says and what agreement has the temple of God with idols where's the temple of God you're the temple of God you're the temple of God right the Holy Spirit has come into you and made you new you are the temple of the living God now you are the temple this is why you have to take care of yourself you don't make anything in the natural your God not nutrition not exercise let God be God but you do these things yes to take care of your physical body so you've got you know energy so that you you know you're not sluggish you're not tired you're not your livers not overloaded but guess what you got to think right you got to renew your mind with the word let God be God but you have to understand Christ lives through you nutrition is important exercise is important but don't make them your God okay stress sleep well let me tell you something stress will go bye-bye once you're in the Word of God and you understand that you rule over the enemy Jesus has given you all authority over the power of the enemy you have authority over all the power of the enemy Luke 10 19 and I'm tired of hearing the devil's attacking the devil's doing this the devil's doing that you shouldn't even let that come out of your mouth when the devil shows his ugly head you need to say thank you Jesus that you always caused me to triumph you need to start speaking the victory that's in Christ Jesus Satan is a defeated foe he's already been defeated see I have I, I just get 
I can't help talking about victorious living because too many people are stuck either in unforgiveness or the past or uh, offense. This one hurt me. You don't know what they did to me. Get free of that. Get free of that. Die to self and it won't even be an issue. Let me tell you something, and I heard this analogy and I just thought it was awesome. If you go to a wake, for example, you know, and someone has gone home to be with the Lord, you know, they're in the coffin, whatever, and you're there, and if you didn't like that person, you went up to them and you said, you ugly, stupid jerk, do you think they're gonna say anything back to you? No, why? They've already gone, gone on, right? This is what it means you gotta die to self. If you die to self, you're not thinking about self and you'll let offense just roll off your back like a water off of a duck's back. Why? You know, Jesus did this because he had the understanding that when people don't walk with God, they're immature, they don't know the ways of God. You can't expect them to do the things that, you know, godly things. You, do, you can't expect it. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't speak the truth and love to them, but spiritual things are spiritually discerned, right? So you, okay, I know a lot of people say, well, what, what about family members that you have to deal with? Maybe they're not nice. Maybe they're not nice and maybe they criticize you about everything. Maybe they even criticize you about your walk with the Lord. Rejoice in that because the Lord said persecution would come for his namesake. And you have to understand and deal with them with the understanding that they don't understand. Right? That's what Jesus did. That's why he said, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Anyone who doesn't walk with God doesn't walk in maturity and the ways of God. They are they, you know, they walk in the ways of the world. So, okay, <clears throat> I started to say 2 Corinthians 6.16, 6, what agreement has the temple of God with idols, right? You're the temple of God. Don't agree with anything that the enemy throws at you. Watch your words. Watch who and what you come into agreement with. And if you've come into something, agreement with something that is wreaking havoc on your life now, repent for it. Father, I repent. I'm sorry that I came into agreement with every spirit that opposes you. And in Jesus' name right now, I command all of that to leave now in Jesus' name. And guess what? I am telling you by the Spirit of God, you will feel a weight just lifted. Okay, but that's not enough. Now you got to get into the Word of God and renew your mind because transformation doesn't come unless you renew the mind. But you don't have to get stuck in the past no matter what. No matter what. God wants you shaking the dust, getting in his word. First of all, no one can reject you because God's already accepted you. Okay? God himself has already accepted you and he loves you. Okay. All right. Let's see. I only have like 10 minutes left, but we're going to, I'm just going to do this. Okay. So you want to be quick, quick to forgive other people, right? Think about some of the things that you've done in your life that you're not proud of. I could think of a few. I don't like to think about it. And you know what? I make it a point not to think about it. Why? Because I've already been forgiven and God says, he doesn't remember my sins anymore. He doesn't remember your sins anymore. So why do you remember them, right? Or stay stuck in anything from the past. Don't do it. Move ahead. And just like God has forgiven you, forgive quickly forgive others and listen it, it, 
You don't even have to, if someone's not asking for forgiveness, you don't have to go to them and say, hey, I forgive you. No, just forgive them anyway. Just forgive them. And you know how you'll know if you really forgave them is the next time you see them, your heart's clean and you're like, hey, what's up? It doesn't mean that they got to be your best friend. It doesn't mean you got to hang out with them, you know, and especially um, what I was going to, you know, what I was saying is if they're not asking for forgiveness, don't worry about it. Forgive them anyway. Don't hold offense because it is a trap. Okay. Jesus said that the enemy had no power over him because the enemy had nothing in him. Jesus never agreed with the enemy. There was no, there was zero agreement with the enemy in Jesus's life. So the enemy had no power over him. And Jesus said in John 14, 31 in the Amplified Bible, right? The enemy has no power over me. So I have nothing in common with him. Make sure you have nothing in common with him. And if you have, repent for it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. You know, once you're um, born again and you are living, um, you know, you're, you say that you're a Christian. Jesus says, why do you? Why do you call me Lord, but you don't do what I do, right? Got to really think about this. You know, you want to live a holy life, but not, it's not about works. It's just about living, letting Christ live through you. You know, hating what he hates, loving what he loves. He loves people. Okay, we're to love people and serve people. And by that, we bring him glory. So, okay. Watch what you agree with. Watch what you agree with. Proverbs 4, 20 and 21 says, Don't ever forget my words. Keep them in mind always. They are the key to life for those that find them. Right? The word of God is life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. To all their flesh. Now think about it. Flesh, flesh, but also flesh. Your thoughts, a way of thinking. The flesh can also be considered the way of thinking that opposes God's way of thinking. It is health and life because it turns this around and brings life. Mm, that's so good. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up now. So in order to have successful relationships, number one, surrender from your way of doing things. Don't feel like you have to have your way all the time. Don't do that. Ask Jesus to come in and be the Lord of your life. That means you're going to give him Lordship. He dictates. You're going to let Christ live in you and through you to dictate what you need to be doing in every area of your life. Like, and, and I don't mean like some people don't do anything because they say, well, I'm waiting to be led by the spirit. First of all, you and the spirit of God are one. You're one. You're joined together. Just go do what you're supposed to do. And let me tell you something. If you get into sin, you're going to know it. People sin. I'm just being truthful here because they want to. Okay. I'm not saying that if you have an argument with someone and you blow up, that might be an event and you'll feel bad about it. And you do need to repent for that and, you know, get yourself. It's not, okay. God is not holding sins against you, but you don't want to give the enemy anything to accuse you of. He's called the accuser of the brethren, right? And sin brings bondage and torment and all the things that go with that, sometimes sickness, disease, you know, I'm just saying. Sometimes, you know, sickness comes because it's just an attack of the enemy. And you just need to tell him to go and speak to that mountain. And the Bible says it's got to move. The word of God is truth, right? It's got to move. It's got to go. Okay. 
Matthew 6.33, right? Seek the kingdom of God first, and then all the other things will be added to you. You know, it's true. When you just walk with God, right? He'll walk in you. He'll talk in you. You know, and I hear people sometimes say, you know, you really should pray like an hour a day and all this. You know what? You walk with God. I walk with God. I'm communing with him all day long in my goings and comings. You know, when people say I need to be led by the spirit, you are being led by the spirit. If you just let Christ live in you. Oh, because sometimes, you know, you might say, Lord, what do you want to do? And he's like, what do you want to do? Right? He's going to back you up. You're you. We have a job to do for him. All right. I don't want to get off. So number two, let go of all unforgiveness and offense, right? We know that. And I talked about health already, right? Mm. Holding on to bitterness or unforgiveness, it brings bitterness and corruption to your body. It's no good, right? Bitterness brings corruption and it eats away at your insides like a cancer. So get it out. <coughs> Excuse me. I already talked about that. Okay. All right, Jesus was our perfect example as to what to do, right, regarding unforgiveness. I talked about that. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. If someone hurts you or offends you and they're not walking with God, and listen, people claim to be Christians all the time, but you will know them by their fruit. Jesus said, you'll know they're mine when they do what I do, okay? It doesn't mean that you have to go back and go, oh, you're not a Christian. You're, you know what? You just be godly to them. And let the Holy Spirit do his job to convict them. Okay. And then um, number three, walk in love and have compassion for people. This is huge. You know, Jesus did the works that he did and, and healed the people and fed the multitudes. And, you know, he had compassion on the, uh, the widow who her only son had died. And then Jesus went and raised him up. He doesn't say he had compassion for the boy. He had compassion for the boy's mama. And raised the boy up and gave him back to his mother. Jesus had compassion. He loved out of compassion. You, you're, you, you know, compassion comes out of love. Otherwise, you know, the word of God says that if you do good deeds, but you don't have love, they don't even count. They don't even count to your account in heaven. You got to have love. You got to operate in love and compassion for people. Okay. All right, all right. Let me see. First Corinthians 13, four through eight says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag. It is not proud. Love is not rude, not selfish, and it doesn't get upset with others. Remember, died of self, right? Love does not count up wrongs that have been done. Well, you did this and this and this, and 20 years ago, you did that. Ugh, let it go already. Really? And what if God said, oh, really? And you did this and this and this don't want that. Let's be Jesus. Let's forgive people, right? That's, you know, it's the goodness of God that brings people to change. So if you're good to people, watch them. They'll change eventually. Even if they don't want anything to do with, you know, with you or with God to begin with, keep being Jesus to them because eventually they might, you know, turn around and you might be the only Jesus they ever see. Okay. You've got the words of life for them. Like Peter said to Jesus, where are we going to go? You're the one with the words of life, right? You have the words of life for people. Okay. And then number four is, oh, I never finished that one. Love is not happy with evil, but is happy with the truth. Love patiently accepts all things. It always trusts, always hopes, 
and always remains strong. Love never ends. And the last thing I want to say is always give the advantage instead of taking the advantage. You know, in a relationship, put the needs of the other person first. I'm telling you, marriages would never break up or divorce if each person woke up each morning like, what can I do for you? You put God in the center of that marriage and you honor. Honor is the key word to success in any relationship. And that goes for um, marriage, any relationship, family members, children, honor your kids, honor them. And even if they're being disobedient, you could say to them, you know what, that's not even you. You're better than this. You're amazing. You're talented. You know what, I see this stuff that you're doing, but that's not even you. And instead of cursing them, build them, build them up. They'll rise to the level of your expectation of them. Okay. It's so completely different of what the world says to do. The world is like, you know, take, 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 hoard, you know, don't give. And God says, give, it'll be given to you more, right? Give. Wherever there's a need, go and fill it if you can. And, you know, I don't, shouldn't even say if you can because as ambassadors of Christ, we can do all things, all things. Christ the mind of Christ never saw lack. He never saw worry. He never, any of it, right? So put the other needs of the person first. And last thing I will say, as far as relationships, watch what you, what you allow your eyes to see, your ears to hear, TV, internet, um, conversations with friends. You know, if you have an argument with um, someone, you don't need to go and announce it to someone else. You know, you need to go to God and say, Lord, this is upsetting. What do I do here? Give me your wisdom on this. And he'll show you what to do. What would Jesus do, right? Let Christ live in you and through you. Okay. And be careful with putting any other relationship before your marriage. Okay. Meaning other than God, obviously he needs to be in the center, but I'm talking about friends, girlfriends. Yes, it's good to have those things, but make sure that you set your priorities, okay? Keep honor at the center of every relationship that you have. Oh, there was one last one, and we're out of time. Be a, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer. Be a doer. This is really critical because in James 1, 23, it says that if you are a hearer of the word, but not a doer, you deceive yourself. And then he goes on to say, because the word of God, he said he, oh, look at that light shining. Word of God. It, he says that it's like looking in a mirror. He calls the Word of God your mirror. Why? Because the Word of God is Christ. And you looking in the mirror, Christ lives in you. You should be seeing Christ when you look in the mirror, right? And so James says that if you're a hearer of the Word but not a doer, it's like looking in this mirror, right, of Christ, the Word, and then walking away from that mirror and you forget who you are. You forget everything that you were just looking at right? Okay. Well, we are out of time for tonight, but I just want to say I love you. I bless you in Jesus. I hope that this has blessed you. You know, make your comments below. Let me know what you've taken away from this. And I would ask you to share this on all social media, everywhere you can. Share it so that we can advance the kingdom of God together. These are truths that are changing lives. So if you would help me with that, mm, I so appreciate you. I love you. I bless you in Jesus. And I will see you very soon. All right, enjoy the rest of your evening. God bless you. All right, good night.